0: We're Not Dead, a podcast about a
1: story of survival.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Alive. This week I am joined by Greg Miller.
0: Hello, Brittany.
2: Hello, Greg. How are you doing, bud? I'm
0: excellent. How are you?
2: I am fantastic because you are excellent. Good. And with us, we have a very special guest this weekend. Maybe you'll recognize him by his voice.
1: Hi there. This is Kevin Flood, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Do you recognize my voice?
2: We are talking to Kalani. Wow.
1: Hi there. Yes, this is the guy play, who plays Kalani. How you doing? Um, anybody need, need an airplane ride? I'll take you someplace.
2: <laughs> I, I think that, that would be nice. I think I would like a – if I – well – I don't know, Kalani. Can I can I call you Kalani? Or yes, you for... certainly may. Okay, Kalani. Um, I, I don't know. I'm you we can get into this later, but I don't know if I can handle an airplane airplane ride with just you.
1: No, just... Yeah, yeah, I'm a pussycat, Really, I mean seriously. Oh, you're just...
0: something, all right, Kalani. All right, let's not get started. <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah, Greg. So Greg Miller has a history with you.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's one of those histories that I must have must not have. That's a class I must have slept through. <laughs> and yet another one.
2: Yeah, well, so, I mean,
1: you know, it's it's funny. I got to tell you that that it's it's quite a it's quite something to kind of pay, to to uh, you know listen to what you guys have done, and also to to, to...
0: <laughs> to listen to us drag your work through the gutter week in and week out.
1: It's what's crazy is that it's like, oh, I must have pissed off the Pope, you know, and for a good. I was raised <laughs> Irish Catholic, so I have to. I feel like I have to go to confession to somebody. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. I uh, was playing a character, and he's pissing people off. What do I do? <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, we'll. I'm sure there will be many um, good conversations about this later in the podcast because I know Greg <laughs> has a few words for you, but he's starting to come well, around. But um, well, no, bring
1: him on. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all ears. That's this is great fun.
2: This will be good. Um, so why don't you kind of start out by telling us how you fell into the role as Kalani? Uh,
1: it's uh, okay. It, it's kind of like a uh, it, it, an actor'y kind of story. So okay. probably, I guess it was January of. I don't know last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year I was, uh, I, I had an audition for a, a film that a, a, a guy had worked with before a graduate student at Chapman university, go Chapman. Um, <laughs> and had, so I auditioned for him and I ran into Shane who I, I, I knew a bit and uh, I said, what are you doing here? He said, well, we're casting this, uh, this, 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 podcast. I told you, about. I said, okay, well, can I poach? He said, sure. Here's some sides poaching or, you know, pick up an audition. I hadn't been booked for. Um, So I read for a couple of different things, and about a week later or so, if that, uh, I get a call from KC saying, hey, listen, we'd like you to join the cast, but it wasn't for anything you read for. It's a guy named Kalani. And I said, okay. And uh, he's from Hawaii, and he flies airplanes. And I said, great. Um, And then they said, we'll see you at the recording. And I said, okie dokie. (laughs) <laughs> um, and that's kind of how it happened. And I showed up, I showed up and I had listened to a bit of what had been on the, uh, in the podcast before, mm-hmm. but I kind of came to it, um, as a neophyte. I, you know, I came to it fairly as a, as a tabla rasa, kind of a blank slate mm-hmm. and, um, and just read the words on the page and, um, <laughs> kind of was like, who is this dude? Um, <laughs> so who is he who is he
0: you you you're an airplane airplane pirate from the islands who what is Kalani to you
1: you know he is um it's funny I was thinking about this I think he's the kind of guy who uh you know how some people grow up in their old man's business they grow up in in a garage or they grow up in this or that I think he's the kind of guy who grew up in an airplane hangar and so he's a cocky kind of dude um because he knows his way around airplanes and has from a from a young kid, he doesn't brook much interference when it comes to people telling him what to do. Um, the pilots have a distinct you know, have a unique position, right? I mean, you know, someone is not gonna it's it's not like you gotta be flying across the country and say, Hey hey buddy, can I take over for a while?
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean in an automobile that's pretty easy, but so there's an, a certain sense of autonomy that that, that this guy has, um, and maybe a sense of privilege that things tend to go his way. And when they don't, he, things change.
2: He brown noses.
1: Yeah, and he does what he needs to, right? I mean, he's a snake in the grass. He'll do whatever he takes. That's what
2: I've said all along. He, yeah, well, Greg, here's Greg's, you know, emotions coming out. But that's kind of what I've said all along. Is I feel like Kalani. Does what it takes. He knows by himself. He's just gonna be zombie bait. I mean, come on. No offense, Kevin. Dude,
1: but yeah. I mean, the, 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 the funny thing is, is that the only, everybody's zombie bait um, because you know, unfortunately, they don't have any any manners. You know, the, the thing is, if you at least if they sat down at the table and had silverware, you'd say, oh, I should leave now because they're about to eat and they are probably no. They're. Every, I think that that's the funny thing that that everybody's in the mix when it comes to being eaten and uh of being attacked and i think this is a guy who um is like don't you want wait a second don't you know who i think i am i think is one of the operating principles of kalani
2: right so do you even have kalani figured out because it doesn't sound like you do
1: no you know the funny thing is is that is that i don't i and that's the that's kind of a fun thing right because right that i don't the the beauty part of this job is that I don't know what's going to, I don't know what this guy's doing until I read the script. And that's really freeing, right? Because on some level, you're just completely in the moment, right? There's not a lot of time to think about what might have happened before, because the great thing about acting is that that's not in my worry column, right? That somebody, else, somebody else is thinking about that. Uh, so that, yeah, I mean, I, I know him a little bit about his backstory. I know this and that, but but um, and I know what I the, the the what I've said in this, especially in the past two chapters, in seventeen and eighteen, um, and the Kalani show lately. So, yeah, no kidding. I mean, it, <laughs> you've
0: been all over this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's kind of like it, I almost feel like there was a the the full Kalani Employment Act had been passed by Congress. Yeah. But so, it, go ahead.
2: Oh, I'll say okay, so. Since you really, you don't really know what's happening in the story. I mean, you don't know the future. I don't know if you guys recorded chapter 19 yet or 20 or whatever you uh,
1: guys are on. I've, there, there are, the words have been said, I believe, uh, in front of microphones. And I, you know, I, again, I, I can't, I can't talk to that. But That's no, cool. We
2: don't want it ruined for us either. Right. So. Uh, so do you ever find yourself looking at the script and be like, God, I don't want to say this. He sounds like an ignorant asshole. Do you get, like, mad at yourself? Does that, like, fuel your emotions for your acting? Yeah,
1: it does. I mean, yes, that's a very good question because, you know, that's the thing that, as an actor, you have to detach from almost immediately, right? So that however one is as a person, when you walk in and you, whether it's on set or into the audition room or uh, into, into a recording studio, you have to be... You know, you're taking you're taking your direction from somebody else, and right. that's the beauty of it, right? That that you're, you know, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of a Meisner technique for those actor folk actor folks in the room, um, and that's really you pay attention to what you're given and you give back what you get, so that um, it, that when I listen to what Angel in this case or anybody else says to me, and they t- they call me an asshole, well, I'm stepping up and saying w 2 baby what the fuck i mean <laughs> you're calling me well i may be a pain in the ass but i ain't a freaking asshole so that's the you know and that stuff comes naturally because when so- when someone calls you a dickhead regardless of whether it's in the script or not uh, I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy i take umbrage at that so uh, and i will express that umbrage <laughs> appropriately
0: so now, have you been taking umbrage with us criticizing the character and wanting him
1: dead? <laughs> no, Every show, the, we want him dead. You know, the, the, <laughs> the funny thing is, Greg, is that that it's, you know, when I'm not in the room recording that stuff, I, I'm still Kevin. So it's been really quite a uh, it, it's been just a tickle and a half to to what, read the forums and kind of go dude, I must be one really righteous-ass son of a bitch to be getting the kinds <laughs> of, you know, because, I mean, seriously, it, I, I love it. Be, and the reason I love it is because it speaks so well to what the show is. It speaks so mm-hmm. well to this thing that I am I'm a small part of. Um, you know, that, that's the beauty of this, is that this guy, this whole thing, uh, is a creation of KC, right? It's, it's his brain, uh, which, you know, is another story for another day. Um, <laughs> said that would love Casey, um, but <laughs> but um, but I but that's the fun of it that to see the reaction and to and to kind of go back and say Wow, I didn't realize that that was that's how people are hearing this and it's because when you're in the room and you're re, you're looking at the other actors across from you and they're wearing headphones and they have their scripts in front of them or and you might be working with people who are at uh, who are not in the room with you you're just Saying the words, and you're trying to be as authentic and as real and as right there as you possibly can. And right. then all the other stuff is added. I mean, you know, if you're shooting a movie, you're on a set and you feel it and you see it and you smell it and the, you feel the heat of the light and all that other stuff. This is a completely different situation, right? It's kind of like, you know, it's even, it's even more challenging than green screen.
2: I think we lost him.
0: <laughs> Way to go, Brittany. How many of these actors do, do you have to kill? Do it. We we okay. killed Kalani. We did what <laughs> K C doesn't have the balls to do. And
1: I and sorry, I was prattling on, then I lost you guys.
0: Well, that was the weird part. You're, you ended your answer. It sounded like it was the perfect ending point. And then there was like a moment of silence. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. It was perfect. Right. I was in you awe by I'm, your You're by calling your me and
1: i going to have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my answer. <laughs> Boom. I'm out.
2: So oh, gosh. Skype the no, rest of no, show it, yourself. It's kind of funny, Kevin, because Greg and I were kind of bashing, not you, but Kalani, before what? you even hopped onto Skype. Because we had an original record time of like eight fifteen, and right. I knew you were coming home from something, but it was just kind of fun to blame Kalani.
1: Right. Well, you know. yeah, good. I mean, it, it, you know, the blame him for anything. I mean, really. I mean, e- if you have a problem with Egypt, you know if if, <laughs> you know, if if your coffee's cold one morning at the Starbucks, it's fricking Kalani's fault.
2: Oh, fuck Kalani. That needs to be in the new T shirt. You need to tell Casey that.
0: <laughs> Man, if you can, if you can get a T shirt on that store, talk about job security. Yes, there you go. Kevin there. Flood will never have to worry about it again. There you go. There no, you go.
2: That's from, from it, your it, list It's interesting, God's too, good. because, Kevin, you're like the, your character, Kalani, is the most talked about on the forum, hands down.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. And it's and he's one of those guys who's come into the mix. And I just think it's I mean, it's you know, it's one of those things that that the words on the page are really uh, that's what's fun about this job. Right. Is that you, um, you know, it, that. I spent my you know backstory. I I I spent my life doing other stuff in in this business, but not mm-hmm. on the not in front of the camera as it were until you know much later. So there's still an element of um, of pure joy that I bring that because it's like oh this is cool. I've never this is all new stuff, right? Um, it's all new and exciting and fun. And so when people are going on about this character that I happen to play and read the words of. It's, I feel like saying, well, boy, it ain't me, it's Casey, blame him. <laughs> <laughs> you hear
2: that, Greg? You shouldn't hate him, should hate I don't.
1: I, I have no
0: problem with Kevin, I'll let you know right now. And it's not yeah, even like we were no. saying last episode. Last episode was a turning point for Kalani. The, the moment in the truck, it was like, all right. But he still did dickish little things. He didn't right. want to run around that much. Angel had to prod him to do everything. Then right, no, exactly. Ended. And it's kind of
1: like, no, we're not bringing this. I'm not moving the freaking cart. until everything's on the freaking. I'm not going to come back twice. I mean, there's al- sometimes I've almost wanted to give it that kind of, come on, guys. <laughs> kind of like, eh. <laughs> but, you know I, pet with Bert. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that was clearly the kind of you know. It's like Kalani's going to choose what side of the wall he's going to fall on, um, and and but the risky part is, of course. And I have again, I I know like Sergeant Schultz from from way back in the day. I know nothing, you know. I, they tell us nothing, and I I know even less.
2: <laughs> so. That being said, uh, we have a question from Funny Muffins, wondering if you think Kalani will even survive to the end of the season.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's a, you know, I think um,
2: – Do you think he has what it takes?
1: I don't I don't know that he has what it takes to – I don't know that he has the intestinal fortitude like Michael and, and Bert and, and some of the others, even some of the women, in the, because I think there's a level of a privilege or so that he's come across – Um, and, uh, and so we figure
0: he's always piggybacking off. It seems a stronger character, right? The moment we meet him, he's, you know, in the arena acting dead, acting horribly sick and trying to stay under, you know, he's adjusting the situation. Like we've talked about, right. He's trying to stay under the radar, be away, moves to the tower, you know, becomes BFFs with Bert gets in tight with the leader. doesn't have to worry about it. And then he goes out with angel, let's angel be the, you know, the alpha male and kind of be dominant and take all the heat that would come
1: right but and yeah i mean and i think that i think that that and this is not i mean the certain the thing is that if he show he's found almost dead in the in the arena the first time anybody sees him and he's like you know there's a certain level of i'm not trusting anybody to do anything since there's zombies running around and who knows what's why (laughs) well that's not a bad policy to have yeah right and so there's a certain element of like hey that's fine you know you know, I'm not going to wha- you know shoot you first and ask questions later because maybe you're human and I'm not a carnivore. Um, so, but I think that there's a certain level of pragmatism that he, that from Kalani's point of view, it's like, well, the most practical thing for me to do is to take care of my sorry ass, and <laughs> I'll <laughs> I'll do that by any means necessary. I, th- surviving this, uh, you know, that's a great question. I think um, it's going to be. I have no idea what's coming next. We none of us do. But I, I wonder. I don't know. I think he's. Um, um, I, I think, given everything, he might piss off too many people, and you know, and people might say, "Meet me at the Dairy Queen." Oh, okay, great at the Dairy Queen. Everybody else shows at McDonald's, except. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so this is kind of random, but uh, so a fan, I think it was Jim on thirty nine or whatnot, wrote in, and he said if. Kalani was an ice cream flavor. He'd be Jamocha almond idiot. <laughs> now you mentioned Dairy Queen, so this is why. This is why I thought about this. Yeah. So someone wrote in, oh Nick Voodoo, and he wants to know if Kalani was an ice cream flavor. What would you call it?
1: What would I call it?
2: Well, yeah. What kind of ice cream flavor is Kalani? Oh god! You,
1: know, you better that's... not
2: say chocolate chip cookie dough because that's no, my favorite.
1: No, I no, I won't. I I I might say rum raisin because <laughs> um he's like. You know, it's kind of like any place he can catch a little liquor, he'll probably try to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he'll, I mean, he's, I think he's like, um, uh, I, 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 i he's kind of that guy. I mean, I, I, I don't, if he was an ice cream flavor, it'd be rum raisin. And, uh, you know, with maybe jelly beans, something that's off-putting, something that no <laughs> one's going to look at and kind of go, shit, I don't want that. And but you get like, used to it over time and you start to enjoy it. Yeah, but it's yeah. also the fact. That it's kind of like if you make stuff that nobody else eats, there's more food for you.
2: Ooh. <laughs> huh? Ah, I mean, there you, go. There I you see, go. I see.
1: Oh, yeah. These are really good pork butt burgers, kids, huh? And people <laughs> go, no, no, that's okay. I'll, I'm not going to eat that. It's like, <laughs> have a break. <laughs> no, <cone>. thanks. <laughs> right. Yeah. So,
2: uh, mm.
1: so yeah. So, uh, but that would be, I think rum raisin is the closest thing, but I don't think you can get that at Dairy Queen.
2: Yeah. So, do you ever find yourself, like, acting like Kalani? I mean, I know you're an actor, and honestly, I'm not an actor or an actress or whatever, so I don't know how you guys operate, but do you ever find yourself, like, saying something and then being like, God, that sounded like Kalani, and then you're just mad at yourself?
1: You know, um, not, not, that, not to my knowledge. I think that what, um, what I find is, is that the, the – the, in terms of some of the wise-ass stuff he says, yeah, mm-hmm. I tend to be a wise-ass, maybe you've noticed – um, <laughs> but, but I think in terms of, uh, w- you know, what he says and the stuff he does, I mean, I, I m- the person I am is, a, I think a, a lot more, you know, um, has a different set of, different set of life coping skills than <laughs> Kalani does. Um, but I think that, you know, the Kalani, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of, uh, of, uh. A potato of where you have to go back and repeat, you have to go back and forth and back and forth the same place. I mm-hmm. prefer to take as much stuff, make one move, and make it more efficient. So those kinds of things. But I, no, I, I hopefully I'm not that much of a of a pain in the ass <laughs> to the people I know. I like you more than I like Kalani, so don't. Yeah, worry. I right. have to say you're. Well, you're fine, thank you. Yeah, and and yeah. by the way, thank you, Greg. You've been very uh, this we Listen to you've been very kind about the, about what what about the the Kevin's ability to to read words and sound good. I mean, that's well,
0: no. And that's the whole thing. Like that's, and I think that's one of the reasons it's gotta, it's gotta be like a professional wrestler in a way. Right. As long as you're getting a reaction, the, the worst thing we could do, right, is not talk about your character at all and right. not have any strong opinions mm-hmm. about Kalani. Right. You're doing something. You're nailing what it should be. And I've always thought you're a great voice actor. And, well, and that's interesting, too. You said, you know, you got into it by kind of just, you know, uh, jumping onto an audition you weren't there for. Are, right. Do you mainly do voice acting, or is it more like, you know, for somebody who didn't know your career, are you more of like a film, TV person?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the. the, the Truth be told, this is a, a relatively recent addition to the, the quiver uh, of what I've done. Um, I, you know, I, I, I spent my life on the other side of the camera, uh, actually directing and and uh, and writing um, the kinds, you know, nothing, nothing for nothing for the big screen or for television, but the kind of stuff that that. Uh, the kind of com- commerce stuff that done and makes and pays people a living. We need yeah, that. That's sure. a noble profession. Yeah. And so, and what happened is, is that, so there was a certain point at which I, I, I had hired an actor who uh, uh, had five lines. Um, he had the script for a week. He showed up and said, oh, can you write them on a piece of paper for me and put them around the set? And it was like, you're, you're, seriously, really? So at that point I said, okay, whatever, there's a point at which I, when i get to a certain point in my life if i can walk and chew gum at the same time i'll try to be an actor and that so i came to it later in life and it's been so i the pitch has been mostly film and tv but this is such a great project that you know it was one of those um, one of those uh, rare opportunities and i'm just i'm tickled pink that i you know i got i got the opportunity to do it
2: so couple things first of all tom he wants to know if you've ever thought about doing any video game voice work
1: you know the thing the great the thing about actors is that they think about working <laughs> so, so i think about working here if tom is putting together a video game and wants to hire me well we can talk um i mean that's the, the, the funny thing is is that yes that uh, i voice work quite honestly except this stuff i'm telling you there have been th- there have been times when you hear the struggle going on between actors between characters in the scene there, there's, you know, we're not, we're not mixing it up on the floor, but, but there's enough stuff that we do in that room. So you're not faking it. Right. So that if you're trying to rip a gun out of somebody's hand, well, you're really trying to rip something out of somebody's hand to make that believable. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think what I've, a friend of mine actually is a, in North Carolina is a writes composes for video games. And I actually, I should send him a reel, <laughs> but the, yeah, I would love to. I mean, the, the thing is, is that that's, uh, who knows what's going to happen in in the series? Or, quite frankly, all you can do is the next audition and hopefully prepare the world, prepare the a path that someone will stop and say, "Oh, you do that pretty well. Come on along and join us." You know, it's mm-hmm. one of those.
2: So, Greg, what kind of genre do you see Kevin in?
1: He's got a great voice. I could see a good period piece, on
0: a, you know, something in the twenties mm-hmm. of prohibition, something around that era.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. The the, the 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 old film noir stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, do an, we should get you in LA Noir. I'll, I'll hook it up with some rock star people. I know for that
2: you. would be amazing. Oh my god!
0: Sure, sure. I mean I don't is... know anyone who can do that for you. <laughs> well, there you go.
1: I mean, the, the funny thing is, you ask the universe for something, and you know, you know, maybe you'll get you get something back, but you know, hopefully not an asshole.
0: I've been asking for an iPad for a while. Don't don't, don't count your chips. You still out. haven't gotten your iPad yet. No, I'm I'm cheap, and I, they're gonna eventually. I know that they got to be announcing this number two soon. That's yeah. when the price will drop on one. Maybe two will be awesome. I want to get two. I don't
1: know. Yeah. And also, I mean, I think that's, by the way, to, to that point, and totally off what we're talking, it was very interesting that Kindle, in fact, dropped its price um, as more people bought it. And, and I yeah, think right. that that's, you know, Apple is an interesting company. Um, but I mean, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that the, the price on that is going to come down as much as stuff drops in the Apple world. They tend not to drop the price, they tend to increase their capability.
0: Yeah, we have. I got plenty of nerdy gear friends, and they're all saying that you know, the iPad two will come out at the same price, but then Best Buy will be selling the iPad one cheaper. Right. See, exactly. my whole thing is, I just want it to read comics. That's all I want to do with it. I have an iPhone. I, I'm not going to get one with three G. I just want to be able to download my comics and read them.
1: Download it. What, do you, what? What do you? What do you like?
0: Oh, I love some Walking Dead. I love anything by Kirkman. Walking Dead, yeah. Invincible. Uh, then yeah. I'm a DC Comics fanboy. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: What about you, Kevin? Do you have any outside no, hobbies? No, actually, the
1: funny thing is, is that is that uh, comic. What's what I've been fascinated by in terms of filmmaking are the graphic novels and how though and those graphic that the way those films look, um, you know, because it's a it's it's kind of really breaking down kind of how films get made, right? Because because you can you can you throw people on green screen and put them in and, and take them anywhere, and move them anyway. I mean, I think that's a really fascinating way of of the imagining how something looks because it allows you almost to be that comic ri- that rich with a comic book palette. Um, but yeah, no, it's been more than a week since I was in the, in the comics world.
2: More than a week. So do you see, uh, we're alive kind of, you know, venturing into any other mediums besides audio drama?
1: You know, I, I think, um, it, it there's a, I think there's some possibility and this is, again, this is just conjecture on my part that given the, depending on how the Walking Dead show does, mm-hmm. that Me Too projects happen in film and TV all the time. Um, and what's interesting is that I think this is a different version of a Me Too project. And, you know, uh, uh, that I that hopefully someone listen, hears this and said, here, is, is a fan of the show and, and can figure out a way to turn it into something else. I mean, I think that clearly the production costs change a bit when... You move from a recording, an audio recording studio, onto a set with all the all the stuff. But I mean, I could see it. I think see it migrating easily. It's just a question of, you know, this this uh, making entertainment is a conspiracy to make money, right? Um, and that's step one. And if you do that effectively, uh, then you know, and if you can make a promise that you can do that effectively, then that's often what attracts dollars. And that's really what, on some level, what this all comes down to, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I did an interview with Casey, God, like a couple months ago, and he said, um, "You know, the audio drama is so perfect right now because you guys aren't making money on this." Am I right? Right. Right. So you guys can go pretty much wherever you want with the magic of sound effects.
1: Exactly. Right. So, right. If if all of a sudden we wanted to pull, you know, a lost and everybody, and all of a sudden we're we're sunning ourselves in the you know, in the Riviera, French Riviera. Well, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we, we can. Um, but, but, but that's, and I think what's interesting is that, that, you know, that audio act, people who are, um, it's, it's also interesting looking at some of the, 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 the artwork that the fans have have submitted. It's kind of like to see how people, how people who are fans of the show see the people in the show.
2: Oh yeah. We, we got a few, uh, um, emails from people that, you know, have you guys compare it to different actors. So that'll be fun to cover. Um, have you ever heard of the series called Rocket Power? Nickelodeon show.
1: Yeah, uh, somewhere. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Don't I, lie. Don't lie. You've never heard of this I, show. I've heard You're of it. Like I've never me. seen it. I'm not, a, you know, I think I aged out of nickel a couple of years ago.
2: Okay. So, okay. So, whenever you have a second Kevin, you'll have to Google um, Tito from Rocket Power. Because okay. that's how a lot of – we get a lot of emails from people saying that that's what you resemble. And I can remind and you. And I
0: do not at all think this is what Kalani would look like. Okay. I'm pushing it through the win- okay, dude, window the, right okay, now. I, I got I to
1: gotta, I gotta use the Google machine. and okay. uh Well, no, and,
0: there's a link here in your Skype window you can click on. I okay. do not at all think this is what Kalani looks like. Even when I didn't like Kalani, I was like, no, he does not look like this.
2: This is a good topic. We, you know. What better Hawaiian
0: shirt and pants and he's all misshapen, <laughs> giant nose.
2: If actually, Frank Garcia wants to know, Kevin, do you wear Hawaiian shirts?
1: Um, only when I'm in Hawaii and only on alternate <laughs> Thursdays.
2: Okay. Uh, there oh, you there you we go.
1: go. I'm going to look in it. At... Yeah, that... Okie dokie. big and red. There we go. Okay, that, that only happens when I run a lot. Um, no, Is that's that a not, negative? I, I, Rider. No, that, that's... Uh, I, I think... I have, I think, I, I no, I don't have many Hawaiian shirts. Okay. But um, yeah, no, I. Uh, <laughs> that's Can't one get big over Tito. man, old Mister uh, Tito.
2: <laughs> Is that it? So no, you don't. You don't. Ima- How do you imagine Kalani? Um, you-
1: kind of, uh, you know, probably like a, a big guyish, mm-hmm. um, big guyish. Probably not terribly in shape. Um, you know he's a he's a pilot, so it's as long as he can get his his takas into the seeds. Holy shit! What? And, I am so sorry,
0: Kevin. What did you click on this link, Brittany?
2: No, why? What is it?
0: This is like okay. <laughs> this is some kind of this is horrible fan fiction about this cartoon character. <laughs> I put in Tito Rocket Power and this is the image and this is really graphic sexual content. Oh, and no, I want...
1: didn't. I, I got the one that Do you... not read it. You Do not want to read it. No, no, Jesus, just...
2: so I'm getting out of here. <laughs> a sentence from you. The blood aroused Tito more than he'd ever been aroused. It reminded him of the stories his mother would tell him of the ancient Hawaiian sacrifices in which subjects would receive wounds to which the sacrificers would rape. Oh my God, Greg, what did you say? I put in Tito from Rocket <laughs> Power in
0: Google and, that's what and came clicked up. on the third image of the guy
2: in the Hawaiian shirt. Tito cleaned his dick off with Reggie's tongue. Okay, I'm done. It's crazy, internet. <laughs> Damn,
0: like it's really bad.
2: Greg, okay, <laughs> this is the kind of shit you watch, huh? Here, okay, Greg, listen. Okay, the this website. No, This is what happens in no, no, Rocket no. Power. No, no, no. Huh? You're you,
0: sicking me. You listen to you me, were... I remember Miller. when Snick mattered.
2: <laughs> okay, Greg Miller, you listen to me. You linked us to a website called Peeing Red for the sake of morbid human or for the sake of morbid humor. <laughs>
0: if you if you go to Google, you put and a... Tito Rocket Power in Google, you get three text <laughs> links, then images. I clicked on the third one of him in a Hawaiian shirt. And that's what I got. Okay,
2: no, no, and there's a picture of a sh- piece of shit with a nose and two eyes. Okay, Greg, this is all your fault. I am so sorry. Uh, Kevin. I'm not
0: admitting. I'm not <laughs> denying. It's my fault. But this is what happens when he gets compared to dumb Nickelodeon.
2: <laughs> wow, that's a Tito NC17 right there. Uh, so where were we? <laughs> Let's see here. Funny muffins. Wants to know if there's any character that you can't stand.
1: Uh well, other, other than uh, the, the the zombies who who have a you know have, have, who want to eat us. No, I, I, no, not really. I think that there's um you know there are certain people I think, um, you know, even though Kalani is trying to buddy up with Bert, I think Bert has loose cannon, you know, abilities has has loose cannon just because you know, he's, um, he's a shoot first, ask questions later kind of guy, even, you know, and, but no, there's, I think one of the interesting things about, about the fact that all of us are where we are, I think, would we all choose to be with each other? Maybe not. But at this point, our survival within the context of our story necessitates that we find a way, you know, as Rodney King says, to all get along, you know, um, because otherwise, you know, that's the only thing that's going to keep it together, right? So that, and I think that Kalani, you know, from that little, that little line of, you know, where I, Kalani kind of yells at Angel to pull his head back in the, 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 uh, the window. Right. Um, you know, there, there's a sense of that this guy is realizing that the only way he's actually going to survive is by throwing Nin, right, on some level you know, and, 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 but we'll see. I mean, I think that that's obviously a, you know, anybody for Kalani to get to the point where he turns into, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the compassion counselor of the group is going to take some work.
2: (laughs) So do you think he's the next Kelly?
1: Um, interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, I think what's interesting, and again, this is my speculation, at some point i think he has to get into an airplane you know i i don't right, think right. i don't think you build that into a character without having that character eventually do that and um right you know that's that's what my gut tells me but again but
0: how how soon do you see that happening
1: um I don't know. I, 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 again, they don't tell us anything, and I. Oh to, yeah, no, no. Because, I, just I mean, I would think who, yeah. so. If in the in the in an arc of something, I think it would probably happen if you know in a in a big arc of a story, uh, if that character was going to you know find his way out of the uh, the rotation, it would probably happen towards place in the middle of Act Three, whenever he, within the context of the the arc of the series. So yeah. if he gets if he gets a, a wild hair that he thinks he can. Either use it. I mean, and I could see it being a you know a path of glory thing where he says, "Okay, I got this airplane. I got all this stuff in the airplane. There's a bunch of bad guys. I pull a kamikaze mission. I save a lot of people. And you know, I get you know,
2: ooh, yeah.
1: I get I get the martyr thing, and I get uh, you know, I get all that. I get all that kind of glory. I mean, it could be that. Yeah. It could also be where he says,
0: Sayonara.
2: Say <laughs> yeah.
0: No way. I think it'll be. I think it'll be. I think. I think the fact that they built that into the character means he's going to be around until the end. I could see that all being something that very much is always on the stick. You know what I mean? Of yeah. well, If we got over to that airport, I heard it's not infected over here. You know, you hear, you talk yeah, to me. Right. Yeah. Thing, I mean, but- I, and I think
1: the other thing that could happen to him is if, if he gets a sense, there was an interesting thing that he asked about, um, the vehicles that at the, at the, at the base they went to, that he and Angel went to like, dude what are we we have all this all these vehicles and it's like well they've been you know that he doesn't think through the sense of well they've been sitting around for a long time and they've been baking in the sun and so on and so forth but i think he has a i think he's a, you know itchy to to get into something that takes him far away but the question is is that you know, the risk is you know, how much how far does this extend right the, the that's the cool thing about the story we have no idea where this how far beyond what we can see and drive to extends.
2: Okay, I'm calling it right now. Your character is so dying off.
1: Okay, right now. He's okay. Die. well, okay. Uh, well, uh, so Brittany, maybe we, uh, maybe I can find a gig. Because I mean, Kalani, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. How how soon do you think how do you, how soon do you think he's dying off? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's make this interesting.
2: Okay, I I kind of I kind of like your idea. I think Kalani is that character. Whereas Kelly, you know, she's kind of you know everyone likes K- Kelly now. I mean, yeah, but I think. With Kalani, you know, he came kind of so late in the story that he kind of just seemed to be, like, useless, kind of like a damper on the group. Sure, he's a pilot, but when's that, you know, you know that's going to come into effect. But when I see, like, a major, I don't know, a major, like, plot thing where they're going to have to leave L.A. And, like you said, Kalani's going to end up dying in, like, some sort of, like, maybe he's going to fly a plane and then he's going to die after that. So, when as soon as he flies a plane, that's the foreshadowing to his death. That's what Uh, I call it. I think it's going to be some like great sacrifice because he's the kind of character that you, you didn't really like, but he's kind of growing on you. So you kind of feel sorry for the guy. I mean, I kind of feel sorry for the guy cause I think he's kind of misunderstood in a sense. Um, and I think he'd be the perfect character to kill off. I think I would cry. I didn't cry when Tommy died. I didn't give two shits when Tommy died, <laughs> but I think I would cry if Tommy died. If um, Kalani died.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's, you know, I, I don't, I don't. I don't know that what he's gonna. I don't think he will walk into whatever sunset they all walk into, assuming that that happens. I think that he will probably. I my guess. I would. I think you know. If I'm, my my guess. He's gonna find. He's gonna leave that veil of tears well before the uh, before before the final before the yeah. final curtain. I
0: think. Now you you say something interesting there. You know this the final sunset they all walk into as a fan in Brittany. I you're welcome to answer this too. I suppose. Thanks, Greg. Uh uh, do you see this story having a happy ending like we know they've talked about how they have you know a set path for where they're going and how they want it to end and how long they want it to go mm. do you see this ends in a on a happy note
1: you know I don't know I mean i it, I think uh, uh, part of the challenge of a zombie apocalypse is that or any kind of a apple uh, this kind of a, of event cataclysmic thing is where the fuck do you go that's someplace that's different than what you got right so that 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 the the sunset they walk into might be that that there has that whatever the as the cataclysm evolves that for the for a period of time there is a core group left that have uh, that are together and have enough weapons and food to survive for the next thing and they walk out of wherever they're going to someplace else. I don't see this, you know. I don't, I don't see this, you know, ending up like a dream sequence and it's like, oh, honey, get me another beer and uh, get me another brat. You know, I I think there'll be some, there'll be hell to pay, but I I think that, I don't think it's going to be, there'll be some hope at the end of it. I don't know that anybody will know what they're going to, but I have a feeling that, um, you know, or else it's going to be the fact of, screw it, we're all, (laughs) everybody is screwed. It's the Mayan calendar. I don't care what you got planned for (laughs) 2013, Um, It's I don't think if that's, yeah, I I don't think they have any, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to walk into a, a uh, a mansion on the hill
2: now to shed some maybe light into this i know casey has said numerous times that they have several ideas for kind of spinoffs of the we're alive universe now maybe maybe some characters will survive some key characters and then maybe um they'll do like kind of after the fact spinoffs that way or maybe that he means completely different adventures if you will so, I mean, I think Casey has many plans for the We're Alive.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that one thing. One thing I think that 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 you can see that that uh, Casey knows how to write and uh, and knows how to craft a story and uh, has you know boundless energy because he turns out these 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 scripts on a regular basis. You know, I mean, sixty to eighty pages of content is that's a whole lot of words, um, and. So yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that these these people. You know, whatever happens after this, I mean, if you know, it's kind of like, you know, once there's stages of this, right? Okay, well, we've managed it. We've have enough weapons. We've kind of secured our area. Now we have to go out and get back to having a get back to living. How do we rebuild, or how do we reclaim what it means to be human again, right? In terms of once a lot of that's been taken away. Yeah, I, I think there's. Whether it's these characters or, and I think that you know what a writer loves to do is, at a certain point, leave leave the characters they've come to love, uh, so that they can write other characters that they may not know yet. And I think um, that's the challenge, right, with with the fan base and with um, with the fan base and with people who say please more, 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 more. You know, I think there's other things that. That I I w- that I know Casey will be doing what they are I, I wouldn't begin to guess, right. but um, but you know I, I but yeah that there's there's um, there's all kinds of possibilities there's some really you know nicely written, nicely written characters I mean Michael's you know <laughs> poor bastard's getting his arm broken in a couple of different places I have <laughs> nothing to complain about <laughs> I'm just I'm getting memories and driving home
2: yeah. And you're excited about those MRAs, are you? are damn right.
1: I'm going to yeah. steal as many of those bad boys as I can.
2: Stay away from that gum, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God, that, was, that was terrible.
2: <laughs> that would be the shits. Yeah, no be, pun yeah, there intended. We there we go. there okay. we go. Thanks, Greg.
0: No problem.
2: Uh, I think pretty much all of the other questions you've covered um, – what is something you'd like to see or occur on the show? Something different from Fragates?
1: Um, a song and dance number. No, I, I mean that
2: <laughs> <A> musical episode. <laughs> you know I that? saw a poll on the forums. Actually, they're asking if you'd like to see a musical episode. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, I, a musical episode. I, I, that's the influence of Glee. Um, <laughs> um, maybe that's one of the spinoffs. Yeah, there, yeah, you go. there we go. They're, they're all singing, the all singing, all dancing zombies. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that what's what I love about this is that when I read the next script, whenever the next script gets comes in the email machine and it's just like the email machine <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know when I I look at it and kind of go okay, there I am and then I go back and read the thing and it's just like mm-hmm. this is fun because you know episodic is exactly that, right? And this is more than episodic. This is, you know, this is serial, right? So that there's a but the beauty part is, is that you come into situations and it's like, oh wow, that's a surprise! I didn't know I was doing that. So I, I mean, I think I'd love to see Kalani. Um, I'd love to see Kalani, you know, show that he can kick a little ass when he has to. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he shot the behemoth in the face, or yeah, he, he did. But him. I mean, I,
1: but also, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, that's one thing. But I think that I think that as he get, I think, and maybe in fact. I think he's going to try to. He's he may he may he may, uh, he may try to throw his weight around, because he's going to kind of go. Hey, listen, I saved your boy Angel. I got the Marie's, I got weapons. Oh, and look at this. I found. You know, because who knows what we, he found that we don't. Time, have- out. time out. Time out. Time
0: out. Time. Can we point out how? ludicrous it is that you do the voice of Kalani yet you do a Kalani impression when you, when you want to deviate well what if you do this like, well I'll tell you what I'll say here
1: yeah but and the thing is that they the, fun, the funny thing no. so I, I show up and it's like okay I'm from Hawaii and I show up at the at, at the recording session and I started you know I said so accents I started speaking a little bit in, in the, whatever a slight Hawaiian that Hawaiian sing song he said mm-hmm. no accents said, okay great and, um, you know, and so, so the thing is, is that pretty much, you know, the only thing I pay more attention to is trying to be um, as, as precise with language as possible in terms of, you know, t's and all the, you know, sounding, so, so that people can hear it and understand it, right? Because you don't have the, the visual, you can't look at somebody who's mumbling on the screen to kind of get the mumble, you right. know, that's a, you yeah. know, and Skittles, that's what, I mean, Skittles does, that guy, Bergen does a, just a great job because he's, utterly character and but you get everything he says you know that's right. it's really it's fun working with guys like that because they i learned so much from them
2: so greg knows some about uh accents don't you greg
0: oh yeah just a little bit just a little bit there Brittany. you know i understand Brittany. it's hard for you to understand what <laughs> we have to go through you know on a oh, daily basis every time we step into the mic <sighs> Me and Kevin yeah, here. You we, you know, he's obviously doing Kalani. I'm the second most popular character on the show. Pete, of course, everybody <laughs> <laughs> remembers. Greg
2: Pete. is a diva now. Yeah, well, I mean, understand know, that. You flatter no, the, me.
1: That there, you go. Hold on to that line. Don't you know who I think I am? And <laughs> you know, so when someone's, if someone steps up to you someplace, don't you know who I think I am? While they're thinking about it, and they will, and be a little confused. You have time to either plan your next move or or turn and walk. (laughs) Get the hell out of there. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Noah, Greg had his little cameo, and I haven't listened to the track yet. I'm saving it for the initial surprise. when
1: When are you getting yours?
2: Uh, you know, I I don't know. Um, Jim, Ooh, I don't think, I've
0: I've talked to KC. I just don't think there's room right now. Oh you boy, know? We here have we have such go. A strong female cast already.
2: Here we go. Whatever. You're a Pegs fangirl. There needs to be a Brit in this. If, you, if you
0: got on there and there was some sexual, there was a you know love triangle mm-hmm. there between you Pegs and Michael. That that would be. Oh, that something. would make
2: my life. No, I want to get in a fight with you. I want to fight over your water. Your water wasn't good enough. For that's me. how that's
0: how it ends. The zombie colony crumbles one day and you you rush in and we're fighting.
1: <laughs> over <Of a> water. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, that'd be amazing. So, yeah, Greg uh, recorded his track and Now, which he's a diva because of, but apparently he tried a few accents. Because I, I was asked to. to.
0: I'll have the <laughs> listeners know I told, Casey, I cannot do good accents, but I will try this for you. Some of the words had, like, the chas on them, you know, like he was trying to do something. I'm like, I am clearly just Greg Miller. I'm one man, but I will do my best for <laughs> no,
1: uh, I gotta tell you, that is that is one of the toughest. I have There's an actor friend of mine who does who's just brilliant i mean freaking brilliant with with uh with accents um and it's I, I can do it's one of those things that that um it takes it you have to be i mean actors do that generally and the and we all it's but once you when you step into the world of having to do it so it sounds right ooh that's a different cat that's a that's a different kettle of fish as they like to say because you you have to be believable you can't and I mean, you know, we've all seen uh, uh, actors who have attempted accents and have not nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you pay attention to the fact that there was missing bits. And when, you know, if if there's missing bits in something you're watching or listening to and you're paying attention to the missing bits, then uh, you've lost that. That's the first step of losing audience. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I it, that's one of the, I mean, Casey's been, the, the production across the board has just been, is, is, allows really makes it easy for us to do a good job and you know because all kinds of decisions are made that we don't have to worry about
2: so i don't want this to sound like a a dick question but so you're not getting paid for this right so what kind of prompted you to be like yeah i want to because you guys dedicate a lot of time to this project yeah i
1: mean it's it's uh, you know i mean it's it's uh, at least once every six weeks we get you know we record uh and um but the funny thing is, is that it's like acting is, uh, um, it's the job of acting is auditioning. That's really the, the the heavy lifting of it. Once you get hired, then it's a then it becomes it, it, then you're just working. Okay. Um, but in you know you have to pay attention as a at any level, you know, as a as an actor, we all have we've all done different things in our careers, but. The, the, it's fun. It's great to be doing something that people are paying attention to because you can leverage. Will, will I get another role in a zombie piece? Well, I don't know. But the fact is, is that if people are paying attention to it, and that's 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 never a bad thing, right? So that, right. you know, so that yeah, you you make the trade-offs you need to make, right? And uh, um, and because realistically, it's not like I'm you know, it's it's not like I'm trying to write a novel. And not doing anything else, I'm able to build this into my schedule. And and quite honestly, um, the 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 fun I've had in you know from recording to this, which is like you know when when you guys said you want to do me, it, it's like <laughs> really,
2: <laughs> really yeah. Greg and I were talking about this earlier. We think it's amazing that the actors actually listen to this podcast.
1: Well, no, wait, I mean the thing is, is that what's, what's fascinating is, is that you know, so many times, you know, whether that, that I've known actors who've done some really great stuff and they do commercials and that's all everybody sees them in, you know, Uh um, and there's other work. And so when someone paying attention, it's kind of like, I'm fascinated to see, well, what are they paying attention to? What about all this? And, And when you get the fact that it's the story that everyone's digging, it's kind of like, wow, that's, you know, because then it's, it's well outside of me. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just one of the people in the mix. But, but what's the reason why it works is because it's a great story, right? And it's, it's a, it's a well-told story with really well-defined characters, and and the fact that that we have the fan base we do.
2: Yeah, and it's growing.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy
2: good. So, are you a fan of zombies?
1: Um, you know, they. I, I've I've found that when I've had them to dinner, uh, they never <laughs> they never show up clean, and and they eat the dogs, and so it's. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a little. That's unfortunate. So, you know, I mean, um, I, I'm more a fan of superheroes. If I, you know, in terms of those kinds of mm. things, yeah, Flash. When I was a kid, Flash. I mean, it's not like you know that 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 superhero thing of like, yes, I can. Handle the I can handle dealing with Lois Lane and I can fly around the world and stop time and do all this stuff. I have I could be sensitive and I can also stop you know uh, bullets with my bare hands and jump leap tall buildings in a single bound. Do that kind of you know sensitive superhero. Um, <laughs> but no I, yeah I mean zombies I you know I think um, I, I guess the films the, the thing the films I like I uh, you know are, are more dramatic stuff. I, um, uh, but. But yeah, I mean, film has always been. I, I don't think I've zombie is a particular genre that I've gone crazy over, but you know, I mm-hmm. watch them.
2: It's more like survival horror than yeah. zombies,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, this is a. I mean, zombies are a wonderful thing because you know when they get too close, then you know that it's a bad outcome. <laughs> um, but they really do and cause that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, and and it was they, they, quite honestly that the the way the script was written for the the end of chapter eighteen recently was, it was just so much fun to kind of you know to To really think through, to kind of work through that whole thing, to kind of kill the behemoths, right? Because those bad boys are those are. I mean, yeah, they're they're not they're not much fun.
2: No, you don't want to come across. No, in
1: not. them and a jumper, I wouldn't be too happy running. We
0: need more jumpers.
1: Jumpers need to come yeah, back to no, show. the show. Jumpers, the, fuck that. You can experience them on your own time from the safety <laughs> of your living room. Yeah.
2: So I think that um for the most part wraps up the uh, listener questions. So we can jump into the zombie growls. Now, last week, Greg and I recorded a podcast, and like we do every week, we had technical difficulties, and we saved all the zombie growls for you, Kevin slash Kalani, so you can listen to them and talk about them. Don't laugh at them. No, I won't, I won't, won't. like won't. that. am no, just, just We, totally we always end up laughing We do, because see, Greg- no, In a good way, yeah, though.
0: Yeah,
1: sure.
2: Because Greg and I are going to uh, do our live zombie growls next week as we announce the winner. Oh, ah, okay. So, so
1: this, this, is a, this is a competition, so I'm going to offer my opinion on who is the, the growliest. Yes.
2: And they will be inserted into a future episode of We're Alive.
1: Oh, wow. Sweet. Cool. So
2: anyway, like I said, next week, Greg and I will be doing our own zombie growls live so people can laugh at us then. That's fine. <laughs>
1: Uh, first one's pretty good. Second one sounds like Porky Pig and Bugs Bunny trying to do a zombie. But it's kind of a younger zombie, maybe. That last one had a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, maybe a Jack Nicholson thing going on from Departed, you know. I smell a rat, remember that scene? Um, Maybe that zombie was eaten. Uh okay. Moving on. <laughs> That, that growly one, I think it's the third or fourth one in a row, uh, sounds pretty good, uh, kind of aggressive for, you know, a zombie. I think that maybe, you know, uh, more time with that zombie therapist would kind of maybe straighten some of those issues out that he, that zombie is expressing and it, it, is acting out. But, but a, good, a good growl. Mm. I like the waking up the zombie. For the I don't know which one it is, but it sounds like um, it's the, the zombie's waking up and kind of going, "Oh, I shouldn't have had that last human liver." Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, but a little older, maybe a little bit older skewing zombie. Moving on. There's a low, kind of, um, you know, way low register, Koyana Scotzi, sounding like uh, bass baritone zombie. Um, again, this guy sounds like it's uh, letting out a kind of nice rolling, uh, the Swiss one kind of like a zombie after eating, a nice rolling belch. Uh, with, you know, it's, can you eat and it happens? You know, that's just Tums. The last one that came after you, did you hear something? I mean, it's kind of like that's the kind of you know hyena-like. Um, there's a little bit of hyena in that, I think.
2: So we have lots of listener mail, Kevin. If you'd love to go through that with us, that would be lovely.
1: Ah, uh, okay, listener mail.
2: So uh, first, one comes from Heather. She says, what skills do you think would be key to survival in the post-apocalyptic zombie-infested world? I'm thinking basic first aid and some mechanical skills, possibly the ability to knit socks.
1: Knitting? Sure. Yeah. um, Well, I think, um, uh, yeah, the ability, knitting would be certainly helpful. Um, Needles would also serve two purposes. You could poke somebody on the eye with them and knit at the same time um so yeah i I, i'm a i I cook so i would i I would say that the ability to uh, to fend for oneself in terms of uh finding and uh, producing edible food uh would be a big skill to have in this post-apocalyptic zombie world
2: what's your best dish
1: uh what do you want to eat
2: um something fattening and greasy and possibly deep fried
1: okay uh d- deep fried i don't do but i, c- I grill i will I get in the grill and uh i make a grilled salmon that freaking rocks and uh mm. and grill sweet potatoes that are world class um but yeah i mean i cook so it's a question of m- m- more often than not i see what's in the fridge and it generally comes out uh, restaurant quality not to be too cocky
2: fun fact about uh Kalani, he's a cook
1: yeah there you go that's right they're two yeah. separate people Brittany. We're two separate
2: people. I can't. I can't make that distinction in my head. It, it's just too difficult for yeah, me Kalani,
1: Kalani. has worked as, as uh, what one thing he would do, and I'm making this up. Uh, <laughs> he would, he'd, he'd, he'd fly some people before the zombies came along, and you know, got killed his uh, his tourist business. You know, mm. I, he'd I'd, he'd take a, he'd put some food like you know some chicken and some you know vegetables and stuff, and put it in tin foil, attach it to his engine block fly around for an hour when he's done, dinner's ready.
2: Okay. that that, that explains his pudgy state.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly so.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, next one comes from Obed. Says so, something I've always noticed with anything zombie-related is that when the outbreak happens, it seems to spread extremely fast. You might say there's no time to quarantine the area of the outbreak, but have you ever noticed how fast the government is on that shit whenever there is even a small but serious outbreak of some sort in real life? So, he pretty much says that... Um, the zombie outbreaks in this, this fiction is almost not believable, believable because the government does not, you know, the government pretty much falls like immediately. So he says, you think with airplanes ships and artillery, there'd be a lot more survivors.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the, what's what's interesting about this is that, um, that I think with, if you get zombies, you probably have pestilence. You probably have famine. You probably have, uh, you may have a drought. I mean, I think there's a, there's a combination of things that produce that kind of a, mm. uh, cataclysmic events. So, yeah, I think the government, I mean, and again, it's fricking LA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: that's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, that, that's, you know, I, as I said, I grew up in New York city and sometimes I, I, I look at this town sometimes like, I, and why this is not a state because I mm. mean, it's, it's a gigantic place. So, I mean, yeah, you can do, there are parts of this this city where the government? Oh, really? There's a government here? Um, Mm Right. Yeah, I mean, but I think, I mean, I think that's the beauty of of zombies, because we don't know what to do, right? I mean, it it could be they show up and everybody's infected all at once, and it's just this, you know, or maybe they, they, there's a great way, I mean, there's very quick ways to kind of change, um, to kind of kill off public. You affect water supply, you affect air supply, you affect a bunch of other things. Um, and I think that's the beauty of it, right? That that because of this, we don't know how it would be. We know what happens if you have salmonella outbreak, or if if there's a, a leak in a an oil an oil rig in the Gulf, and those kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of zombies or 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 aliens or anything else is because it's we can make you can make it up. And I think, but I agree. I mean, to, to that to that to that uh, writer's point, that yeah, that. I have a feeling that the, the people who are at the zombie part of whatever department of, you know, the, of, of the Homeland securities. And those guys have been out the lunch for some time.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, one of my favorite um, zombie novels called the morning Star uh, saga, the virus itself, I think formed somewhere in Africa, but it remained dormant for several weeks at a time. So, you know, people are traveling to and from all over the world on airplanes, whatever. And then when the virus actually became active, Shit at the fan and like, right. what could you
1: do? Right. Yeah. I mean, right. Because because the thing is, all of a sudden now, this seed, this 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 uh, this uh, uh, organism has mm-hmm. spread all over the place, and when it pops, it goes. It's you know, all of a sudden, it's rampant, and it's it it gets away from people in a hurry. And I think that's the. And no one had. I mean, the, we're going back to a a base that was left some time ago to get MREs because why? Nobody had time to prepare. You know, right. how, I don't care how many Boy Scouts are in the room. You know, there's and there's probably a few. Um, you know, you're not you're not getting. Um, it, you, there there's just is there's not enough time to prepare. I mean, I think, you know, I wonder, well, where where are my aircraft? Well, I kind of, you know, I you do what you have to, right? Mm-hmm.
0: In a way, he's giving the government too much credit. Not to say the government's bad or anything. I'm not one of these guys. But you figure you're you're up against this thing that's never been heard of before, and it starts right. spreading. And the first reports you don't believe, and then you have people who, yeah, got bitten and then walked away or did anything. Just a few nights ago in San Francisco... I caught a tweet, right, that the there's these, you know, the BART train runs through here, which is basically the right. subway, and a few stops away, you know, at the Powell Street BART station, a hazardous material has been spilled, and they were had hazmat teams on the scene, and then it turned out to be just mace. It wasn't a big deal. However, how many people had that go off and walked away? You know what right. I mean? they right. They didn't stick around. They went right. on, and it could have been anything.
1: Right. Right.
0: There's no way to contain it like they,
1: you know, do in a movie or whatever, where they can no, yeah, down exactly down swoop right. in I mean, and do right. this and... Reality has a way of being of, of calling its own shots.
2: So who knows? I mean, I don't think the government really plans on people eating people, but you never know. They better be start. An, you, you never know it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, because then they'd have to have nutritional guidelines for that, wouldn't they? I mean, <laughs> where does it go in the food pyramid? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> oh God. Ugh. Okay, so this next email is a listener comparing actors to characters. So. Said the first one, Saul. Saul immediately reminded me of Rick Gonzalez. He was Spanish and old school and was also that in that show Reaper.
0: Yes. That is yes. an awesome reference. That's yeah. a good one. A great, That's a yes, really good I one. I totally see that.
2: Second character is Angel, Sam Witwer. He's Star Killer in the Force Unleashed games in Doomsday in Smallville. I yeah. have no idea. Hmm. Okay. No,
0: yeah. You don't know the Force Unleashed?
2: I never played it. Nope. I heard bad yeah, things, and I stayed far away. you know, nice you know the cover away. boy.
0: He's on the cover all the time. Oh,
2: that's oh, that's the ga- that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. He's the main okay, character. Okay, wait. He's isn't does he have dark hair? So Angel has blonde hair.
0: Yeah. Fact. Well, you know it's acting. You change that all the time. Ah, whatever. right Greg Miller. But yeah. Stone is known for having red hair. The Castor is Gwen Stacy. It don't make no sense. Right. See <laughs> what they want.
2: Okay. So uh my last one is for Kalani. This one was tough. I knew the actor's face, but it took me a while to place him. I got it though. Kalani probably looks like Peter Navy Tuiasisopo. Of course. You may remember him as e Honda in Street Fighter. Did I pronounce that right? I probably totally butchered that.
1: Okay, sure, because it because Kalani's from the islands. Yeah. I mean I I would Rhesus. guess. I mean um <laughs> Yeah, I mean I guess Yeah, you, yeah I mean yeah. I I don't know. I mean I think that what's interesting is that it's hard to think outside of the, the skin I'm in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, that that's the fun part of it. That actually, that if, if I look like that guy, Tito, <laughs> that's a <laughs> you dude, totally do. Mentioned what crazy cartoons. Nickelodeon was running when that's it. Cause I mean, it's kind of like great that, you know, that's fine. Okay. That means I can swat somebody and knock them down pretty easily with this, <laughs> just by a flick of my wrist. <laughs> For size alone, you know, just heft. You know, I mean, I might not just, be able to move too quick, but
2: but no one wants to fuck with you.
1: <laughs> well, we don't know that, right? because
2: because well, yeah,
1: he has been a little, he, he can be a pain in the pelvis.
2: Yeah, um, Mark says he thinks the best actor for Saul is Brandon Jackson, and for Michael is Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox as Michael? I don't know.
1: It, yeah, I mean, too, okay.
0: It's almost it would never work because he, he's he's so connected to Lost right now. And in, in these characters are similar, you know, Jack and now Michael or whatever. I can see the parallels between them. You'd want to stay away from that.
2: So, uh, Kevin, do you watch Jersey Shore?
1: Uh, no. Oh. No, I don't. I don't watch Jersey That's Shore. The right I, answer. In fact, I don't, I must confess, I think I have seen, of all the reality stuff, I think I've probably seen about four minutes of Survivor once.
2: Oh, I didn't even watch that.
1: I know. So I, th- I think then that is my. Uh, that's that's
2: your history. With yeah, reality that's my television. history with reality TV. Yeah, no. <laughs> actors are um, not so big fans
1: of reality TV since, you know, they call it unscripted. Yeah,
2: no, it's, sure, it's trash, but it's good yeah. trash. Um, uh, so there's a character on Jersey Shore named Paulie D.
1: Yeah, and
2: last week we got a an email in saying that they thought that Paulie D looked like um Saul. Now, I don't know if you want to Google this. Um, Paulie so, D and Saul. Poly I will D's. not
0: send you a link to this. No, <laughs> no. I don't no, want to know the Poly D <laughs> fan fiction that's on
2: the uh, No, Google Poly D Jersey Shore. Anyway, so Greg and I totally disagreed that um, Poly D sounds like him. Sorry if I said he looks like him, but okay. um, we got another email in this week saying that someone agrees that Polly D does sound like Saul. Uh, no, he does not sound like him, and I am offended by that statement.
0: <laughs> I, I I agree. I, I agree on both counts. Ludicrous. I like Saul too much for him to be Polly D.
2: So that um actually wraps it for uh, listener mail this week.
0: Remember, if you want to be a part of the show, send an email to we're not dead podcast at gmail.com.
2: We have a pretty freaking awesome new contest to announce, which I'm really excited about. After we wrap up the Zombie girl we'll announce that. And I guess send in your fan art still because we got like two or three submissions last week, and that's not good enough. And we still have a season one disc set to give away so uh Kevin, if you have any last comments to say any last defending statements for kalani
1: well i mean i what's thank you so much for inviting me to be on thank uh, you for first of on. all um and i I hope uh, Kalani continues to both um to get admirers and people who hate his guts because that's always a good thing it is and um you know it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> think what you want about kalani uh, yeah but I, but that's so that's the fun thing about be about being an actor is that you get to play parts, and you get to see the reaction, and it's, and that's that's really the fun part of it because when you're in the room and you're doing the work, you're doing the work, and you're in the room, and and when you step out of it and you see the response, it's it's gratifying. So thanks um, for the people who listen, and for, um, and for the people who uh, who who have opinions about it because it means that they're paying attention, and that's a good thing.
2: I think I like Kalani more now, subconsciously. I think I do. <laughs> oh,
0: he's here on his Kalani PR campaign. Well, I
1: hope. I hope. I just. I mean, seriously, yeah. I just hope that the character continues to do. You know, I mean, I, I'll. I'll give him. I'll give him. Uh, you know, I'll. I'll be as much in his skin as I can, and so I just hope that he continues to do things that, that make people pay attention to him for whatever reason.
2: And I'm sure when some big plot twist comes up, we'll have you back on the show so we well, can talk more you. about
1: it. thank you. I've had a ball, and uh, and thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Kevin Flood. Or Kalani. So, Greg. Yeah. Any? You you good to go, bud? Yeah, I'm ready you to ready? rock
0: it, Brit. Let's have an. Let's make the next five shows as good as this show was.
2: Okay, we will. They'll be absolutely amazing. So, for Greg and for Kevin and for me, thank you for listening to We're Not Dead, episode five, and we're out.